Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's Ashley. It's a beautiful day here in the Berkshires. Well, at least beautiful to me. It's snowing kind of hard, but I think it's really pretty. And this is my favorite kind of winter day when it's snowing and looks so nice outside, but I get to just be cozy inside at my house because I don't have anywhere that I have to go today. (laughs) So I'm really enjoying it. I hope you're having an okay winter so far. I know it's not everybody's favorite season, but I recently have leaned into trying to embrace the different seasons, you know, so summer is a lot of the energy of getting out there and doing things and enjoying the warm weather and enjoying the sun and time for adventures and fall is this time to, (laughs) I wanted to just say like kitten up. (laughs) That's the first thing that came to mind. It's time to just start to look inward more and wind down and enjoy all of the fall things. Fall is my absolute favorite season. I love Halloween. I love everything creepy and scary and autumnal. It's just the best. And then in winter, I find it's this time now for me to really look inward, to assess my life, to assess if things are where I want them to be, if there's anything I'd like to change or shift in my life, and to spend more time alone and more time in reflection and more time resting, a like hibernation kind of vibe, if you will. And then, you know, as we're getting into spring, it's more of that rebirth, reawakening and really getting projects going again. So I found that this winter has been a really great time to launch my business, Ash and Sin, and to really get the ball rolling and to make sure that my business, as I move forward in a really serious way and pursue my writing goals alongside this business, that things are truly aligned to where I want them to be. So in last week's episode, I talked about if you are willing to evolve on your creative journey. And I think this is such an important topic and it's been something that's been hugely important for me on my journey because (laughs) I'm a little bit indecisive um, and I like to change things. I have trouble sticking with one idea. I get bored really easily. And at the same time, I also found that because I had never really committed to my creativity and my writing, I didn't really know what I liked. I didn't really know what exactly I wanted to do. So as I've now been spending, you know, 30, 40, 50 hours a week on my creativity and on my online business, Things have shifted so much for me. I feel like I'm really rediscovering this part of myself that I had cast aside for such a long time. I just feel like, in a way, I'm my old self, my younger self, and of who I was before. But in a way, I also feel like I'm going through this whole like death and rebirth of what I've been doing for the past 10 or so years. So it's this weird, like... (laughs) coming back home to myself and self-acceptance at that same time of just feeling like I'm starting over 
and starting a completely new chapter of my life. So this episode is really for any writer or really any creative person who has goals for their writing or art or other creative projects. They have things they want to do. They want to get published. They want to have an art show. You know, they have some sort of goal of of something that they know that they're meant to do, a story that they're meant to tell. And to help them achieve those dreams, they are also creating and running an online business. So I feel that blogging, podcasting, any sort of creative online business is an incredible way to make money alongside building your creative dream because for instance my goal eventually is to become a published author and to write a book or books hopefully Um, and to do that I I still need time and space to create those that's not a way where I can write a book in a day and get it published the next day and then make a lot of money on it the following day. I mean, (laughs) I am all about positivity and believing that we can make money as creatives and we can make money as, as writers, but I think we also need to be strategic about it. And obviously (laughs) the publishing industry is not easy. Making money off of books is not always going to be the easiest route and it certainly is not going to be the quickest route so for many of us we have to do something else to allow the room and space for our writing so as I'm connecting more to my writing goals I've also been building this business to help support other writers on their creative journey and to help teach all of the business and blogging knowledge that I have learned Because like I said, I feel like it is such a great way to support your creative dreams while still doing something that you enjoy, something where you can create your own schedule, something where you are still using uh, your creative skills and talents and your good design eye, your ability to write effectively. You're still using all of these skills in business, but at the same time, you are able to structure it in a way where you can make money much quicker than how you may when you're pursuing your big creative dreams. So I think that they go hand in hand so nicely. And this episode really is is for those people who who are building a creative business alongside their big creative writing goals. So I have been working on my business full-time for about a month now. And like I said, because I have been devoting full-time hours plus, I mean, I do really enjoy it. So I would say that there are weeks where I'm spending far beyond the 40 hours just because I, I, one, have a lot to do. And two, I'm just really enjoying the process of creating again. So I have been spending so many more hours on my writing, on building my creative business, and I feel like it has just kind of cracked cracked me open again. Um, it's helped me reconnect with my creativity so much. But I've also found that as I go through this process, I am... <laughs> 
evolving at like lightning speed. So I've talked about in other podcast episodes, sharing before you're ready, just creating and putting stuff out there and not necessarily worrying about if it's good enough, if it is perfectly edited, if other people are going to like it, just putting it out there. I think that's so important especially as you are reconnecting with your creativity, you just have to do it. But as you do that, you're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about what you like. You're going to connect with certain processes more. You're going to see that certain things you do resonate with people and other things don't. And this is going to create a clearer picture of what your business niche really is where your strengths are and where you will shine the most. And that's going to change your business in real time. So I have been experiencing this in my own business. I feel like my original idea and what I am doing now a month later are not so different. I've shifted my focus a little bit more from speaking to all creatives, to having it be a business catered more towards aspiring writers. But I still think a lot of it applies to anyone with creative goals, especially people who want to start an online business alongside their creative goals. So that has changed a little. I also found that over this past weekend, I felt like I totally hit a wall. And I was extremely frustrated because I've been working so hard. I've been really giving myself time and space to do what I want to do and design a lifestyle that I really enjoy. And I found that I just couldn't create anything over the weekend. I just, and it was, it was deeper than that. I mean, we all have moments where we have creative blocks, where We just don't feel like things are flowing or we just need a break. And I was like, okay, maybe I just need a little rest. So I rested (laughs) and I was getting more frustrated with my rest. I just felt like this unease, you know, like something was off. And it was so, so frustrating because (laughs) I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, I love my business idea. I feel like things are really coming together. I feel like I've been putting myself out there and sharing and being imperfect and just trying to show up and help people. And so I was like, what is going on? Like, what, what is off about this? And I was reflecting about that because, you know, I really was feeling incapable of doing (laughs) anything else. I really wasn't accomplishing anything that I had scheduled or had wanted to do. And I realized something. I realized that my business branding felt really off. It felt like the old me or the me that I was trying to be even just a year ago. You know, this image of kind of just brightness and it was very bright, very pink, kind of retro, which I still like, but it was just... It just looked nice and it looked pretty. (laughs) And for anyone who knows me well, that's never really been my style. I think it, my site looked great, but it didn't feel like me, especially now, now that I'm leaning into this kind of (laughs) 
<laughs> recently what have I been calling my style it's like artist grunge <laughs> that kind of look um I've always been a little edgier I've always I would say been a nice person I try to be a nice person but I've also never leaned away from kind of the darker side of life I love horror movies and I have my other podcast, which is a blend of medical history and true crime and kind of just other morbid medical topics. That's that's the real me. Um, and it's taken a while for me to accept that and to think that anybody would resonate with that. You know, you think of other creative businesses and from what I see, they're very bright, they're very cheerful they're very let's go let's create and yay (laughs) could tell how good I am at being perky and I love those businesses and it's not that they don't resonate with me but I feel like I couldn't show up in that energy I can be positive I can provide calm advice I can easily talk about the downsides of the creative process and of life and acknowledge that those are okay and those are normal and you're going to get past them. I'm not afraid of talking about that kind of thing, but trying to show up as this cheerful chipper (laughs) girly version, it just wasn't working out. So what ended up happening is I spent (laughs) most of the weekend working on a new brand, new color palette, repurposing old photos to try to fit this new image for now you know as I continue to build it's not like I'm not unrealistic and just pouring tons of money into okay I need to hire a brand designer and get all new photos I mean that's not realistic right off the bat I mean it could be but I just don't (laughs) I don't have the bandwidth for that level of a rebrand right now, but what I did do is what all the stuff that I could DIY. Like I said, I re-edited my photos so they were a little darker, a little moodier. I redid my brand colors so that they were more like Halloween, a little more spooky, a little darker again. And and that's what I worked on. And, you know, <laughs> this side of myself you know, annoys me that I just can't deal with things being off or out of alignment. But in a way, I feel like that shows my growth and it shows that I am not willing to be inauthentic anymore and that I'm also getting to know myself better. That's a big part of re-embracing your creativity is you're kind of coming home to yourself and you may be surprised by... (laughs) honing in on exactly who that person is and it may take some time to really accept that version of yourself the real version the true version the creative version the writer the artist whoever you are it may take time to fully embrace and love that version of yourself and so for myself I don't know is this (laughs) I can't obviously this will not be my last rebrand but I do feel like I can move forward and everything is feeling really aligned and like I'm ready to just go and then I don't need to spend more time on rebranding and now it all feels cohesive, right? It feels like I have a good idea of my ideal audience. I have a good idea of my brand 
and I have a good idea of of really who I want to be serving and how I want to be showing up. And I have a much better idea of who I am. But of course, that will evolve. That will change over time. But at least I have figured out who that is right now. So I want to break this down a little clearer to help other creatives who are trying to start a blog or a podcast or any other online business. And I want to break down how you can also build your business in a way that will allow more space for this creative evolution and for you to come back to your authentic self, your authentic creative self, and build a business that is in alignment with that person. So number one is your business blog or podcast name. So the biggie for me is the business name. So my business name is Ash and Sin, which I think is really cute, but whatever. Uh, So Ash, that's me. And Sin is my dog. So when I really dove into this creative journey and this, you know, trying to get back to feeling more in alignment with myself. This kind of coincided with adopting my dog, sweet little cinnamon. (laughs) And so I just thought it was like a nice homage, so to speak, to the life that we had built together and the little family unit we had created and, you know, just how much she has meant to me and how much she has changed my life for the better. So The other good thing about this name is that it's not super specific. It's not saying like Ash and Sin do wellness (laughs) for writers or something, you know, where it's like if I ever wanted to do something beyond right or wellness or work with others beyond writers, then I kind of have this business name that has really locked me into this one category. So those can be like, it can be like a good and a bad thing, right? Like if you know truly exactly who you want to work with and what you want to do, then having a business name that's specific to that can be helpful. But for many of us, we're still working out the kinks and honing in on our idea and perfecting as we go and all that stuff. So Like I said, pros and cons to either, but think about your name strategically. So it's been really great to have the name Ash and Sin because I can change, I can evolve, I have shifted my business ideas, and I haven't had to go through the process of re-registering my business or changing my domain name or changing some of my larger branding graphics, et cetera, et cetera. So that is one thing. The next thing is branding. So I've touched on this already, but what I want to say is try to create a brand that really feels like it captures you, not your business, but you, because what you want over time is for your business and you to feel like one cohesive unit, right? Like you're in this nice, supportive, symbiotic relationship and your creative self and your business self are just are just jiving. They're just working together as one unit. So brand is something that 
can be difficult. <laughs> um, basically, it's just having colors, logos, fonts that you use consistently that represent yourself and your business and what your business does. You know, you don't want them to seem totally, <laughs> totally off. Like, you know, you're trying to be like a sophisticated writing coach and you're using like Comic Sans font or something, you know, like it just not, people aren't going to really feel that you are all that sophisticated with that font, which of course you would never use, but I'm trying to make a dramatic example. So brand is something that can change. Um, it's something that you can learn to do yourself. It's something that you could hire out and have a professional do, but I'll say before you hire a professional play around with a few different combinations of colors and fonts, and just have an idea of what you really like and what feels truly authentic to you before you hire someone, because it can be an, a, a pretty large investment and you don't want to invest that money. And then later realize that what you really want is something completely different. Because brand designers do a great job bringing to life what you tell them, but you need to be telling them what you really want and you need to know what you really want. So it can be helpful to just play around with different brand ideas first. And then in the future, if you want to invest, it's definitely worth it. I mean, they take it to a whole nother level. And they really just, you know, they have the specific skill set of branding. So, you know, it's not to say that any of my DIY work will be as good as what a brand designer would do, but it has been the best choice for me at this stage as I am still, you know, honing in on what feels authentic to me. And the last thing I will talk about is your niche. So people shift niche and their ideal client all the time, all the time. So don't feel like whatever niche you pick has to be exactly what you want to do and that you are pigeonholed into this niche and working with this specific type of person forever. In the early days of business, it is super, super helpful to have a niche, you know, to have a really specific ideal client that you're talking to because you are still building credibility and trust with your audience and they will resonate more strongly if it feels like you are talking to them specifically rather than trying to just please everyone, talk to everyone do a little bit of everything. I mean, people really won't know what to come to you for. They won't really know what you are the go-to person for. So it is super helpful at the beginning to just pick a topic or a specific type of um, creative process that you want to work with or a specific type of creator that you want to work with and just go with it for now. Like I said, things can change, they can shift, and I think it would be easiest probably to just give an example. So 
someone who I have been following for a while. I've taken her business courses. She's just an incredible business mentor is Christina Rice. So when I first started following her, she was working primarily in the nutrition and wellness space. And so I found her like really randomly. I think I was like Googling (laughs) mouth tape when you like tape your mouth when you sleep to try to like help with your breathing and dental health and all that. I was like looking for random blog articles about it for people who had tried it. And I came across her site and it kind of opened up this whole another (laughs) another realm for me. Um, So she was doing a lot of holistic wellness and nutrition and as I continued to follow along I noticed that she was doing a lot of business mentorship so helping other aspiring health and nutrition coaches get their business off the ground so she was shifting a little bit more towards that business focus and then she transitioned to a more spiritual focus so her business is now called Christina the Channel she does so her content is now very spiritually focused and i'm obviously glazing over a lot of you know the big transitions that she went through and how she navigated that and how she shared that with her audience but it's really been like a beautiful transition to watch because it's like we're evolving with her if we're continuing to work with her and enjoy her content and the services that she provides. So, you know, some people may have not wanted to stick around through all of the transitions and that's okay. That doesn't, that's not going to matter in the trajectory of your business if you lose some people because there are going to be a lot of people that enjoy the shift and they're there for you and your personality and not just you know, your exact niche. They really like the way that you share things, what you have to say. And so if things do shift and change, they want to know their, you know, interest is peaked and they're like, okay, what does she have to say about this? And it can help them to evolve alongside you. So start with a niche that really excites you and that you know you're not going to grow out of at least completely. And then let it evolve from there. So it's all about having a starting point that doesn't make it so difficult to change that you are not going to be having to make like a hard right-hand turn into another alley that's going to feel like you're completely starting over. You know, just try to take the time and really reflect on what you want and how you want your life to look, and what you love, what your passions are, and journal, and meditate, and really try to dig deeper. Because I have done a lot of self-discovery work. I have done a lot of mindset work. I have done so many business courses, so many workbooks on how to find your niche, and what business should you start. And still... (laughs) I have found that, you know, over the past couple of weeks, I'm still like, oh my gosh, how is it? How am I still not there? How have I still not figured it out? 
but it's because I, for the first time, have been really living the way I want to live and re-embracing my creativity. So of course I'm going to change. And of course I'm going to hone in on things more and more as they go along. So it makes sense, but it can be hard (laughs) when you're in it and it can be hard to feel that vulnerable and it can be it can feel hard to change in real time but the more authentic that you can make your business the more success you're going to have moving forward because it's going to be sustainable it's going to resonate with people because it's going to come across as really genuine so as your business picks up steam You really want to have worked through all of this stuff at the beginning and allowed it to change and evolve so that then as you build more momentum, you've already tweaked your branding and your business name and your niche. And so that as the momentum builds, you are moving forward with this really aligned business. Okay, that's all I've got for you today. I will talk to you again in a day or two. I'm not really sure when. Kind of forget. Maybe Friday. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. All right. Thanks for being here. Happy creating. Bye. Bye.